a real frontline patriot brings you his one-of-a-kind perspective on freedom versus tyranny. This is the world premiere of the Political Prisoner Podcast, powered by Gateway Pundit. Now, live from solitary confinement, here's your host, January Sixer, Jake Lang. Hello, my beloved American brothers and sisters. We're back for episode three of the Political Prisoner Podcast. I'm Jake Lang. So good to be with you today. Uh, feeling blessed by God for another day uh, in the prison, but I'll be free in the spirit tonight when I go back in my cell and I get to pray with God. Um, we've got a really amazing episode again for you. I have my close personal friend and uh, fellow conservative podcaster and uh, radio show host, Jeff Cruer, coming on today. He hosts a show called Ringside Politics on Real America's Voice. It is uh, an amazing patriotic show that broadcasts so much truth and gives a voice to a lot of Jan Sixers and uh, marginalized patriots and conservatives that have been deplatformed and shut down. He's always at the forefront doing amazing work. So Jeff will be with us in about 15, 20 minutes. First, I want to open up, as I usually do, blessing God and thanking Him for all of His amazing uh, work He's doing in my life and for our country, uh, strengthening us through this tribulation that we're currently in. We have um, an amazing opportunity to get stronger through the tyranny because God's on our side, and He's just testing us. He's testing our faith. He's testing our convictions. If we have the resolve to stick it out, despite the darkness, despite all of the wickedness that we see in our country, do we have strong faith? Can we make it through and have hope despite the hopeless situation we're in with me in prison and facing a 108-month plea deal and the tyrants taking down our our former president and the federal agencies growing stronger and, and the federal government just swelling in size every day? It seems like a a pretty uh, hopeless situation for our country, and the, the, the division has never been greater. But we have hope deep down because we're not walking by sight. We're walking in faith. We know God is a healer. He is a restorer, and he can make a brand-new situation out of even the most desperate and despotic situation like we're in now. I know that uh, you know there's so much to talk about today, but first I want to read to you uh, one of my writings, as I usually like to open up. This is a writing that came to me a couple months ago. It's called Strong Crop. I hope you enjoy it. There was a certain farmer who taught a people the peculiar method of planting a crop that yielded strong bones. He said to his people, once you have eaten the fruit of this crop, the world will recognize you and envy your stature. Distant people will cry out for your delivering hand. This the farmer taught to his people with one condition. Seek not after easier crop with the colorful turning of leaves that will make you a lesser people. For I have chosen the soil of your land by the pure hearts of your people, a people able to hold possession of this hardened harvest. So the people worked the land for many seasons and ate of the strong crop, and the gnarled hands of the people who brought the crop up were their glory. Now in time it came to pass, a younger generation was raised on this strong crop and looked upon the gnarled hands of the farmers and detested the hard works of raising the strong crop, resenting the sweat of their father's brow. With strong bones but spoiled hearts, they turned with the shadow of turning back to the lesser crop that sparkled with color and wanted to give the fruit of ease. Now the certain farmer returned to the people and saw the strong stature of his people entertaining the planting of the lesser crop. Falling on his face, he told his spoiled people in tears, the soil that has accepted the strong crop can never return to the lesser. The children of strength can never accept the fruit of its yield. My people, how can the man who has tasted the stronger and bore children by its strength ever go back to the weaker? Can light ever return to darkness? This strong crop is called liberty, and once she has grown strong in the heart of a people, they can never go back. 
that's a good lesson to take away from that. Once, uh, once a country like the United States of America has tasted the fruits of liberty, we can never uh, go back to being controlled by communism or by a autocratic system like King George. Um, so it's a good lesson there to take. Our hearts have been expanded by this strong crop called liberty, and we need to maintain it and grow it and tend to it and defend it with uh, every ounce of strength we have by the grace of God. Um, I have a bunch of headlines today. We're going to start out with uh, some rattle them off to you guys here and give you a couple fast takes on them. Um, you know, first, I wanted to start out with uh, this guy named Terry Turchy. He's a former assistant director of the FBI counterterrorism unit, and he's saying, quote, uh, the FBI I knew, it has collapsed. Discipline has broken down, and it has become nothing more than a police agency for the Democrat Party, end quote. That is some very strong rhetoric from one of the former FBI directors. Uh, I mean, we're even seeing people with inside the Washington political establishment like Terry start to see the folly of our federal agencies and they're turning against the people. You know, that comes as no surprise to me after hearing Joe Biden just a couple nights ago talk about turning F-15s on the American public and saying if you want to take on the government, uh, you're going to need, you know, three months ago before that, he was talking about uh, F-15s and, uh, you know, guns, uh, fully automatic guns that we don't have. And, you know, he's just a tyrant and he's really a uh, Pushing, pushing people and letting them know, hey, you're controlled. Um, you're, you know, you'll never be able to stand up against tyranny. But I think he forgot about one certain fateful day where a bunch of unarmed Americans stood against tyranny, and uh, we had that day, January 6th. Um, so he may have short-term memory loss among many other cognitive declines. Um, so we've got more headlines here. Uh, we've got Nassau County in uh, Long Island, New York. It's a very blue, dark blue area of Long Island. Now, this is this is very interesting. It releases 87% of criminals free on bail. So 2,600 of the last 3,000 arrested, including over 300 assault charges, have been released on bail. Free, free to go, in and out, revolving door. Uh, why? Why, you may ask? Well, because there's radical Democrats in uh, Long Island and in all over New York State that have turned our state into a... Uh, a hellhole of, uh, of violence, and because there's no discipline, there is no sense of God being in control. It's just free reign for all criminals, and they know it. The criminals know it, and they keep on um, being recidivists. They keep on doing their old crimes and not getting punished for them, and going back to, the, to their ways as soon as they get out later on that day. And it is um, it's a walking, it's a walking nightmare for New Yorkers like me. On top of that, well, we also seen just in the last couple of days. Uh, Governor Holchul, which took the place of uh, Andrew Cuomo, two birds of a feather, uh, corrupt New York politicians, she said recently some very extreme rhetoric that is, um, I mean, it's heartbreaking for over half of New York State, um, not including New York City, but upstate New Yorkers and other people in Staten Island and some parts of Long Island that are Republican or constitutionalist. She said that New York State is not a place for us. If you're a MAGA supporter, Trump supporter, constitutionalist, like small government, like gun rights, uh, then you should leave New York State. That's what she's saying to us. Her constituents, you know, when a politician wins office, they're not just there for the people that voted for them. They have to represent all their constituents, every single person in that state, if you're the governor, not just your hard lefty friends that uh, love abortion and hate gun rights. No, you are a governor of the whole state, and so to tell um, millions of New Yorkers that they're not welcomed in their own state is um, it's disastrous, and it's creating a very toxic political climate. And we, uh, I resent that, and I and I think that she has no business being our governor. On top of that, here's another headline from uh, Kickback Kathy, as people call uh, Governor Holchel, Kathy Holchel. So this is very peculiar and corrupt. She awarded a sixty or sorry six hundred and thirty seven million dollar covid testing contract um, to a it's a called a no bid contract to a certain company that has also ended up donating over three hundred thousand dollars to her thirty four million dollar reelection campaign. How did she do this? You may ask well, she used her emergency 
executive powers, being the governor of New York, to declare a state of emergency in New York or continue the same COVID state of emergency, which temporarily makes no contract bidding uh, acceptable. So basically she can pick and choose who she hands out over you know half a billion dollars to $637 million in COVID testing to a certain uh, Democratic donor that has donated it to over $300,000. So, I mean, this is the definition of corruption in the Democratic Party in New York State. People should be outraged by this um, all across America. And hopefully Lee Zeldin, the Republican candidate, takes our uh, state back from these wicked tyrants and extremists uh, that we're seeing uh, just so prevalent in the Democratic Party. We have more headlines here. This one is particularly disturbing to me, uh, a man of faith in God and our risen Lord Jesus Christ. We have Keller School District in Texas, Texas of all places, recently pulled the Bible and the Anne Frank book from library shelves. Why, you might ask? Well, because, quote, the books that meet the new guidelines will be returned to the library as soon as it is confirmed they comply with the new policy. Uh, what's this new policy? Well, it's a Satanistic policy that is trying to destroy the foundation of God in America, and um, radical liberals across the country are trying to take God out of the classroom, take it out of the marriage, take it out of the public discourse, take it out of the courtrooms, take it out of everywhere. And uh, God deserves to be not just in these things, but the center of our lives. And when you remove the Bible from school library shelves, you are... First of all, you're obliterating our Constitution right in front of our faces, I mean, which says we have freedom to worship and freedom of religion in this country, but also you're setting up the next generation of kids um, to not have any roots. I mean, they're going to be moved about by any political change. I mean, we see politics change all the time, but God never changes. We see men lie, women lie, um, but God never lies. And so if you don't raise kids with a root in God, they're going to be turned about like waves of the sea following any strange doctrine, which the, the Bible uh, warns us against, and it's going to cause a lot of breakdown in our country and future generations, policies like this that are un-American, unconstitutional, and ungodly. Um, so I resent <laughs> that policy. I stand against that um, in the name of Jesus. I come against these, uh, these librarians and uh, school boards and people that are complicit in taking the Bibles out of schools across the country and um, please, please, God, help us with, uh, with our schools and our children because we, they need their help, your help so much, and we need to stand strong and protect our children. So we have um, more headlines here. Sean King, everybody knows Sean King, a radical liberal uh, influencer on Instagram with millions of followers, and um, he's fed up, too, with not being able to defend himself. He's a New Yorker. Um, so he bought a $40,000 guard dog, 40 grand guard dog. It's a special breed or something ridiculous like that. And he's saying it's to protect him from white supremacy. I mean, can you get a load of this guy? Um, and he says, quote, before you talk about how I should defend myself with guns, New York City won't even allow me to have a gun, and New Jersey doesn't have stand-your-ground laws and hardly allows you to even own guns, end quote. So even he can recognize the need to protect yourself via the Second Amendment from uh, these, uh, I mean, he's, you know, these fictional white supremacists. Or, you know, where are they? What, what crimes have they committed? You know, um, I, I, see, I see many other problems in our country, but I do not see um, roving gangs of white supremacists uh, attacking random people across the country. That's, that's complete fiction. It's made up. It's, uh, it's ridiculous. Um, he may have a right to defend himself, of course, but he has... Um, he has a phobia. He has an irrational fear um, that is plagued, is plaguing his mind and making him buy a $40,000 guard dog um, instead of just moving to a state that has a, a true conviction to uphold our constitutional rights and owning a gun like Florida or Texas or any number of uh, Bible Belt states. So, you know, enjoy your $40,000 dog there, Sean King, uh, with all the money you grifted off of the liberal movement. Um, more headlines here. We're, we're, we're hammering them out today. This one's really interesting. I bet you you never heard of this. I bet you you never heard of this. Cassidy Hutchinson, our faithful turncoat against Trump. I realize that 
that's an oxymoron. But yes, she is a faithful turncoat uh, to the Democrat Party. Now, here's something interesting. Why did she work for the Trump campaign for over two months after January 6th? She was actually posted in his um, post-presidential office here in Alexandria, Virginia, where I am being held as a prisoner of war for uh, over five months in this jail, and I spent 20 months locked up. But back to Cassie Hutchinson, this traitor. Um, if she thought Trump was so disgusting and uh, he his response to January 6th was so abhorrent and um, he's all these bad things that she said, orange man bad, orange man bad, why would she work for over two months uh, for him and his campaign in his post-presidential office? Wouldn't she just, if she had real conviction, um, thinking that her, her, you know, morally that she had to leave his um working for him, why wouldn't she just leave the day after January 6th instead of continuing to work for this man for over two months? Well, I think somebody got to her and slipped her a fat check uh, to test a lie in uh, the January 6th select uh, clown force up on Capitol Hill. That's why, because she has no convictions and she is willing to defy God and be a, uh, repulsive to, to our Ten Commandments and bear false witness um, against uh, a great man. President Trump, who cares about our country, um, and <laughs> who's going to end up hopefully saving this country back in, in 2024 when he's back in office. God bless. We, we are praying for, for his return, either him or DeSantis. We need a strong, patriotic, constitutionally-minded man of God to lead this country, because um, we're on the teetering, tottering edge of tyranny and of communism and socialism, and we really need... Uh, strong, strong leader right now, more than a doddering communist uh, tyrant like Joe Biden that's leading us down a dark, dark hole. Um, more headlines here. We've got, this is this is pretty, it's disheartening. It's, it's painful to talk about um, because it strikes so close to me. Uh, Thomas Webster, may not know the name, but um, let his name be remembered for his sacrifice to his country. He's a former police sergeant that recently just was sentenced to 10 years in jail for his involvement in defending his country on January 6th. A half a decade, 10 whole years, uh, the judge handed down to him a obviously maniacal, uh, politically biased judge in D.C. He was given an unfair shake at his jury trial because all of D.C., hates us because we are constitutionalists and they have been brainwashed into accepting government handouts and being part of the Washington political establishment. So he walks into a courtroom with 12 of his so-called peers, people that hate him and have a political inherent bias against him, gets found guilty, then gets sentenced to 10 years for defending his country and, and uh, defending himself on January 6th from violent police brutality that I am a personal witness to. They bashed me in the skull. Uh, my skull was broke open. They had a huge, huge gash in it. They shot me in the foot, uh, broke my right foot. Um, they bruised me and beat me up, and they killed uh, Roseanne Boylan in my arms. They murdered an unarmed woman in my arms. And uh, he, he got 10 years for defending his country and defending our Constitution against a stolen election that was usurped uh, by wicked tyrants. These are wicked tyrants we're dealing with people. These are not um, your local police force. These are redcoats that turned against the American people, unarmed people, redressing our grievances outside our own capital, and uh, murdered us and beat us and brutalized us, and then locked us in gulags and took away our social media accounts and took away our ability to see our families and then they sentenced us to 10 years in jail for defending himself and defending his country and defending the unarmed women and elderly people all around him. So Thomas Webster, I stand with you, brother. God bless you. God will make a way out. Um, it's not over. It's not over, brother. Please, no. Keep your hope. Keep your faith. We're going to make it through this. Oh, that one's heavy. That one weighs heavy on my heart because they're trying to hit me with more, even more charges than Thomas. And uh, my plea deal, let alone uh, whatever... They would, God forbid, try to sentence me to if I were to blow trial um, is nine years. So Thomas, uh, is, he's a hero, and um, he's, a, he's, a, he's a martyr for our cause, for the cause of liberty. And um, God bless you, brother. We have more headlines here, um, some things that are you know, troubling for America right now. We have, uh, I mean, this is pervasive. Pornography in America is pervasive, and it's, it's 
mean, it's decaying the soul of our country. So we have, you know, one of the biggest companies in the world, Visa, is being named in a lawsuit um, that was filed against Pornhub and Visa, alleging that Visa is helping facilitate underage pornography and sex trafficking on the massive site Pornhub, which owns other sites like RedTube and uh, tons of other porn sites. And so, you know, they don't have any uh, checks and balances system when you upload videos to Pornhub. And um, anybody can upload any video, revenge porn, underage child pornography, um, all kinds of violent sex acts. And people are, I mean, this is this is one of the most number one sites in the world that's visited daily. And any kid can pick up their phone and type in Pornhub.com and, you know, immediately they're watching some of the most grotesque uh, sexual violence and um, acts of, per per I mean, perversive acts that you can imagine. And now Visa is being implicated in a lawsuit saying that they're helping facilitate this underage pornography and sex trafficking um, that's happening through Pornhub and sites like it. We need to shut down these, these pornography. I mean, we need our politicians and the people of this country not only legally to set, shut down these pornography sites and make them much harder to access for people under age, but we also need to come together as a country and as a people under God and publicly make it shameful again to do these lewd acts and this lavaciousness and this uh, filming of one of the most intimate acts that God has ever created, the act of creation of life between a married man and a married woman is now being commercialized and stolen by the devil to pervert the entire country into lusting sex fiends that have sex on their fingertips and on their mind 24-7. And Visa, one of our largest multi-billion dollar companies in the country, is helping facilitate this, this disgusting uh, sin that is rotting the soul of men and women, especially young men across the country, turning them into lust-filled um, just just really hurt people. They're hurt. These people are hurting, and they don't know the love of God, and they don't know the sanctity of marriage and the value of their own body and their own mind to keep it away from um, all kinds of different perverse sins and, and different images that would that hurt your soul and your spirit. Um, they're only being led by the flesh into death and into the death of their soul and into the the really the deep hurting, the scarring of their heart and their mind and their body and their soul all together. And uh, the Bible warns us about sex acts, that they're not just sins against God, but they're also sins against ourselves. They're one of the, the sins that hurts us in a, in a deep spiritual way that uh, may not be revealed to you to many years later, like it was revealed to me many years later, uh, doing any kinds of... Um, you know, having sex before you're married and having multiple sex, sexual partners and things like that, um, it hurts It hurts your soul. And so we need to come against it as, as Christians and as people who love God and teach our children better. And that's why maybe the Bible should be in schools instead of uh, three, four, five-year-olds being taught about gender fluidity and um, <laughs> I mean, the stuff that they're teaching in these schools is almost unspeakable. It is a sin to even think about or speak about the stuff that they're teaching our, our young children. I mean, babies in these schools, they're perverting them from such a young age and leading them astray into the wicked schemes of the devil. And we need, need to stand stronger against these acts that are hurting our soul and our spirit as a country, and let alone our individual selves. Um, we've seen people just deteriorate. Uh, so rapidly and grow so apathetic and so cold and so worldly and so fleshly nowadays. And, you know, everybody is one just one prayer away asking Christ to come into their lives and change them and heal them and do the restoration work that God would do. Because if we want our country to heal, if we want our country to retain its moral integrity and our shining light that we are to the world, we have to heal ourselves first. And we can't expect to heal ourselves with pseudoscience, yoga, chakras, organic, blah, blah, blah. Uh, what, what a man puts into his body does not defile him. It's what comes out of a man, Jesus tells us. And so we, we can't expect to go on an organic diet, um, go to yoga once a week or whatever, and, and have our souls be free of sin. Only one person can do that, the Son of God who died for us. And so we need to accept him. Revolution of Christ across the nation, to heal our bodies and to free our minds and our souls of this 
devilish demonic oppression that is hurting us individually and hurting our country. So we are done with the headlines today, and we're blessed to uh, to have the ability, me myself, to unearth these truths and to expose them, because what you reveal, you heal. And so now that we know it, we can come against it, and we can pray against it, and we can stand against it. And I have a great uh, fellow brother in Christ joining me right now, Jeff Cruer, uh, and we are going to have an amazing talk when we come back from our break. God bless you. All right. Welcome back, everybody. We are here with my brother, Jeff Cruer. He is a host of the Ringside Politics Show on Real America's Voice. He's a great friend of mine and doing awesome work for Patriots Everywhere, exposing truth and just knocking it out of the ballpark every day. Jeff, how you doing, brother? Hey, Jake. Uh, great to be with you, man. Thanks for having me on your show. Yes, um, my pleasure. You are a great man of God and a strong patriot, and uh, we're unified in our fight against tyranny and a fight to expose the truth um, that sets men free always and everywhere across this country. So just going over some headlines with the audience, and I want to get your take on a couple things, but first we're going to talk about uh, September 24th, the big day back in D.C., um, January 6th Solidarity Rally, where you are speaking Tell me, brother, uh, what, what's, what's on your mind? What are you really uh, looking to tell the people there in D.C. about January 6th and about this two-tier justice system in America? Yeah, well, what I'm going to say is uh, it has to end. Uh, we can't have a two-tier justice system. We can't have a Department of Justice that uh, goes after one group of people because of their beliefs. We have to restore faith in our government again, faith in our uh, important uh, institutions and when I was growing up uh, I used to look up to people that were serving in the Department of Justice and the FBI and unfortunately all of that has been shattered by the events of recent years and it really of course January 6 was was horrible but you know it, the abuse really went on for years before that and uh, I was involved in the Tea Party movement uh, Jake and you know the IRS was weaponized to come after us, and and then uh, of course uh, Donald Trump had uh, one abusive uh, event after another, where they uh, just uh, used the power of the government to go after Donald Trump and his supporters, and and it just sort of culminated on January 6 when you had patriots from all across America coming together to protest a stolen election to uh, rally for America, for our country, and uh, let our voices be heard. And uh, it was not to destroy, not to in any way harm, uh, not to uh, bring about uh, any kind of violence, but it was because of love of uh, their country, love of uh, America. And, you know, the fact that this whole thing has been uh, perverted by the media and the Democrats into some kind of insurrection uh, I think is uh, an incredible injustice. We've seen so many injustices. So I'm going to be sp uh, speaking on what I think is uh, the importance of restoring our institutions, restoring faith and hope in our country, and uh, you know, moving toward uh, a country where we can have faith in our elections and our institutions, and uh, once again, not go after people because of their political beliefs. That's not what the founders created in this uh, great country. Uh, that's what you see in banana republics in uh, tyrannical dictatorships and in communist regimes. Uh, that is not the United States of America. So we're, we're really coming together to show our support, our love for our country. Yeah, we, we appreciate that support as uh, political prisoners who are at the, the rightful end, the bad end of this, uh, this tyranny and this, um, this splitting of, um, I mean, our justice system, our our social media sites, everything, our media, everything is, is two-tiered nowadays. There's such a ridiculous um, split, and, and you see that, too, with um, where you're invited to speak and, and where, you're, uh, where your show's hosted and stuff like that. I mean, we've had to create, like, Real America's Voice and your radio show. We have to create our own media platforms and channels and, right. and get our truth out in other places, like even this podcast here, because they won't have us speak the truth. Well, we have to go and join together so in Washington, D.C., you are so right because uh, there is censorship that goes on every day uh, of conservative commentators, censorship that goes on on the, the social media platforms, on the mainstream news media, 
that's why we have our uh, bastion of uh, free speech on talk radio. We've created Real America's Voice. And, and now conservatives are having to create their own social media platforms, their own search engines to try to get the, the word out because it is a nonstop effort to try to silence us. And uh, it is, you know, it's, it's very disturbing. And, of course, what has happened to you and uh, all the other January 6th defendants is, is heartbreaking. Yeah, and, that's, uh, that's real-life silencing, Jeff. Yeah. I mean, you can't get silenced any more than, you know, locked in a gulag and only get an hour or two a day on the phone and threaten yeah. to have your phone privileges taken away. Privileges, give me a break. That word is that word is scary in and of itself. But, you know, it's our right. Our First Amendment is a right given to us by God. Right. And no matter where you are, no matter what kind of a uh, pre-conviction or post-conviction or whatever, uh, pre-trial detainee or free or, or in jail, you have a First Amendment right to talk and to speak your mind. And um, what's scarier is not when they come up to you and tell you that, you know, you can't speak, but when they subvert you and they um, mm. use these algorithms to shut you down and, you know, you don't understand where you're, you, how come you're, you're broadcast on your Facebook page, even though you got 200,000 followers, you're getting 50 likes on some posts. I mean, it's, it's scary that they're doing all this in the darkness and they're, right. they're and then, unbelievable. you know, it was exposed that the FBI put pressure on Facebook to suppress uh, the Hunter Biden story. And yep. I had a, a person on my program today uh, who's a litigation counsel for the New Civil, New Civil Liberties Alliance. They're joining with my attorney general, Jeff Landry, the attorney general of uh, Missouri, to try to uncover all the different attempts by all these different government agencies to suppress social media to keep the, the truth from being told to the American people. The government should not be playing politics. The government should not be picking sides. The government should not be pressuring any business to suppress free speech. That's the marketplace of ideas. It's the American people that needs to be exposed to the truth. And, and the government is trying to suppress the truth. This is not uh, our republic. This is not a constitutional republic. So. We are in dangerous times, my friend. You know it better than anybody because of what you've had to endure and uh, the fact that you've had your, you know, your, your freedom taken away from you for so long and the fact that you're not going to be now going to trial for another few months. And uh, I could see in, in Trennis Evans, who I, I saw the other day, uh, you know, the worry that he has about his court appearance coming up. And it's just it's frightening that this is going on in, in the United States of America. And we've got to do something about it, and I'm, I'm trying to do my, my part, Jake. Yeah, that, that is the biggest point. It's like, you know, once, once we understand that they're suppressing us, that we, there's a reason they're suppressing us is because we speak the truth and we stand on constitutional values of freedom and liberty and moral integrity, then we have to understand that they are suppressing it because they don't. And what can we do about it? How do we get them out of power? And how do we get good people in power, whether it be a Democrat or a Republican, somebody who wants strong, a strong country with good moral fiber and, and you know, the love of God pervasive throughout the entire country? And so it's our job to come together, um, pray together, come and vote for the right people and, and speak the truth no matter what the consequences. And, you know, they want to give consequences out to people speaking the truth now, which is so ridiculous. I reported last week on my podcast about um, this woman who works for the uh, Virginia Attorney General's office, and she posted on Twitter some support for the January Sixers calling us patriots, and she was recently fired from her job. And then we got the um, Washington Commander's uh, defensive, uh, or defensive coordinator who spoke out and said January 6th was a, a little brush up at the Capitol, Not, nothing compared to the summer of terror, the 574 riots uh, in the name of BLM and Antifa and uh, social justice or whatever uh, they were destroying our cities over. Um, you know, and, and if you speak out against the truth, there's so much consequences nowadays. So we need to have the boldness and uh, the, the strength that comes from God to speak the truth because in these times that we're living in, it's not a safe job to be a truth speaker. No, it's not. And, uh, and that's what I think is scaring a lot of us about the United States of America, that this is, seems to be disintegrating so quickly. And we seem to be really mimicking failed countries, failed regimes, from all over the world uh, that we used to mock 
and call them banana republics and say that would never happen here where you would be in power and you would use the you know the forces of government to go after your opponent like send government agents into the house to raid the house of your primary opponent you know in the in in the early in the morning when, when he's not there and 30 agents rummage through the house for 10 hours and take boxes and boxes of material and to, including attorney client privileged material and keep his attorneys away and go through his wife's closet and and then claim that everything they did was uh, above board and that he was somehow a danger because he had national security uh, you know classified documents when he was the president of the United States and could classify declassify anything yeah i mean it, it's insane that i mean that that to me is a, is another just uh unprecedented, uh, un-American, unconstitutional action that uh, we cannot just say, brush it off and say, oh, it's just, you know, Joe Biden, uh, you know, going too far. I mean, this is this is beyond anything we've seen in American history. So we're trying, Jake, to do what we can with our audience, with the people that we connect with, to mobilize and get people energized about this upcoming election. Don't let the media downplay the chances. Don't let the media depress everyone. Stay enthused. Stay motivated. Go out to those polls and, you know, send these Democrats backing. That's what, you know, I'm hoping is going to happen so that uh, that can be the first step toward, of course, 2024 when we need to, you know, return sanity to the White House. Yeah. You know, and the way we want to go about it, too, is not in this – vitrolic, like diametrically opposed, like Republican versus Democrat type of thing where you hear Joe Biden basically fracturing the, com uh, the country in half here two days ago in his speech. Um, you know, we want to do it out of the love for our, uh, our love for our fellow brother and sister in the country and try to bring them over to the light and take the good that they have in their heart and, and try to win them over to conservative values because, you know, being conservative in your in your moral approach on the world is a good thing. There are certain liberal things that are good, but there are many conservative issues that are you know are morally we have the moral high ground on so many issues, and you know we're trying to win them over to the light, not to control them or to browbeat them right. or to say that they're wrong. We're just trying mm -hmm. to expose. Them. I mean, there are many. What is that one famous uh, quote? Like, if you're not a liberal in your twenties. You don't have a heart. If you're not a conservative in your 40s, you don't have a mind or something like that. Right? <laughs> you don't have a brain, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think so, that was you know, Winston Winston Churchill said that, right? Yeah, it's a it's a maturing process, and I went through the maturing process, and you know, because God yeah. came and touched my heart, and I have a different understanding now of my worldview, and we just are looking to share that that deeper understanding of um, a spiritual worldview of a of a, a more integrity based worldview where we have higher standards for our people than uh, just mm -hmm. to let them go on living in, uh, in in sin and tyranny. You know, we have we, we want more for our fellow countrymen than, than on-demand well, abortions and, and tyranny yeah. and, and uh, I mean, so many things. We want more because we, we're capable yeah. of it. We're, we're, we're too good for this nonsense. You know, I think you made a good point, and, and I want to address uh, this point as, as my program and my beliefs because... On my show, I allow all people to call in, you know, Democrat, Republican, liberal, conservative. Uh, I don't want to suppress. I don't want to censor. I don't want to tell anyone, hey, Democrat, you're not welcome. I want to allow people to come into the marketplace of ideas, make their point, and let the better arguments win. Let the uh, better principles and policies win, win the day. And as a conservative, I mean, I'm confident that, that our policies are the best, but there are times I can learn from somebody on the left, and, and we've got to have the, the strength and the courage to be able to do that. So we've got to allow other voices to be heard, even those that we don't uh, agree with. But I think that's what America is all about. That's why we have the First Amendment. We're supposed to be uh, recognizing and celebrating our differences, celebrating uh, our free speech rights. And, and we're in the process of trampling our First Amendment rights, our Second Amendment rights, and by, by seeing what's happened to Donald Trump and others, our Fourth Amendment rights, they're going down the Bill of Rights and uh, trying to trample all of them, Jay. What, do you think that we're going to have uh, you know, people quartered in our building, in our houses anytime soon? I mean, the, the only one they haven't hit that I can see in the Bill of Rights is the Third, the third Amendment right now, Jeff. <laughs> 
I know, but I mean, you know, don't hold your breath. I mean, it's uh, it's just really, again, uh, I can't believe we're, we're here. I mean, I, I can't believe that this has happened so quickly uh, in, in just the last few years. And really, it goes back to, Jake, um, when Donald Trump burst upon the scene, you know, he said he was going to return power to the people. He said he was going to put America first again. Make America great again. And these elitists, these deep staters, these people of power, both parties, the establishment, they made it their mission to stop him and really to stop us, the people. And uh, this is what they're, they're doing. They're going after him, his associates, his supporters, uh, because they don't want us to have control. They want to keep control. They want to keep doing the globalist bidding, keep sending our money overseas, keep our borders open, keep our taxes high suppress our rights, suppress our freedoms, make us, you know, wards of the state. And, and they're continuing to uh, just radically push this through the Biden administration. I mean, at an unprecedented clip, he is moving faster than, than uh, Bill Clinton, much faster than Obama. Uh, and it's, it's very dangerous. Mm-hmm. It's impre- I feel like if he was trying to destroy the country, it would be going slower than uh, I think his, his mixture <laughs> right. of, his mixture of folly and uh, you know, wicked people around him um, that are controlling him and just the, the erosion of confidence in our, our government, um, all is coming into like this, uh, this concoction that is making Americans freak out. I mean, I'm truly, for the first time last night, I was meditating in the Word and reading God's Word and thinking about Joe Biden's speech, and, and they were just warring and together in my head about how our own leader of the executive branch, the, the commander-in-chief of our, our armed forces, our, our nation, supposed to be our spearhead of hope in our nation, could basically villainize an entire, I mean, swath of hundred, over 100 million Americans saying, you know, the MA, people, MAGA people, which is basically just the new Republican Party compared to the neocon Republicans. This is a, a new branch of the Republican Party that is mixture of libertarians and conservatives and constitutionalists and people that just really have just an outpouring love of their country and they remember um, what makes our, the convictions of our country so strong. He villainized us all. And he really fractured the country the other day. And I want to do my part to be a healer and to be somebody that brings people together and right. separates the light from the darkness. And so, you know, I want to reach out across the aisle and say, we still love you. I, I'll sit down and have a a, a burger with anybody from any political party, and I'll, I'll, like you said, the marketplace of ideas. I'll discuss ideas, and you know, I'll shake your hand when we're done with it. And you know, I don't mm-hmm. want you leaving my state. I don't want you leaving my 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 town or anything. I want you at my church. I want you serving right. the same God I serve. Yeah, because you know, there might be some areas where that we can't find common ground, and you know, the the liberals that are on my show sometimes there's some areas where hey, you know, we do have agreement. So uh, they're not our enemies. Uh, they just have different points of view, and on, a, on many issues, they're just wrong. <laughs> so I, <laughs> yeah. I think I think the the, the Make America Great Again uh, movement is is one that can save our country. I think it's one that is all about love of our country and and our founding and our history and and what these great uh, geniuses put together 246 years ago that is being demonized right now by so many and called racist and and saying that it, uh, you know, is uh, not for the best for all people. And, you know, it has stood the test of time, but now it's uh, facing maybe the greatest uh, test of all. And uh, I want to preserve it because I think it is uh, so valuable. I think those men were inspired by God to do what they did. And uh, I want to pass it on to, to my kids and grandkids. And, you know, we're at a point now where a lot of people are worried about whether this country is going to survive this, uh, Jake. So that's what is motivating me as well. And uh, I think that, you know, it's a very, very, very critical time uh, right now. This is a very important time. A lot is on the line. And uh, we can't just blow it off. We can't just uh, put our heads in the sand. Uh, they've got to uh, speak out and uh, and show why you know why we love this country and, and why we want to save it. And for all its faults, it's the best country on earth. There's nowhere to run to, uh, Jake. I mean, there, there's not another country that we can say, oh, well, we'll just go there. No, this is it. The last best hope uh, on earth. So uh, yeah. we're we've got a lot to fight for. 
No, this this time, this particular time in our history is uh, is calling for men of renown and, and and strong women to stand up again, as our founding fathers did, and be leaders of of the movement for for liberty across the country. And you know, that's one of the things that. Um, people that have conviction in our Constitution and the love of God in their hearts really need to be emboldened by instead of downtrodden by. We can't lose hope and, and further sink into you know, desperation or, or depression by what's going on in our country, but if you're feeling called by God to stand up and to run for office or to start a, a political organization, a nonprofit, or a TV, you know, a web series, a YouTube channel, whatever God's calling on your heart to do, mm-hmm. do it. Do not be uh, of idle action here. We need um, the people of that God's calling a history, historical figures need to round up out of the out of the mud here and, and stand up and, and put their boots on and get marching with us because um, this movement that uh, make America great again, you know, the, the restoration of godly principles and a godly foundation in our country is not going to happen from a bunch of uh, unconnected, ununified individuals just kind of marching to their own beat across the country. We need to get unified. We need to get mm-hmm. strong um, leaders coming together. And, and, you know, look, which we are doing in, in small parts, uh, like September 24th, we've got people that have um, true patriotic hearts, not half-hearted politicians and photo op appearances. I mean, the the guest list for um, September 24th is a, is a group of real deal patriots who are not ashamed to be associated with the January 6th heroes that stood up for our country. And I believe that um, if our politicians could have the same convictions and the same boldness to come and to right. lead marches, lead more speeches, do more mm-hmm. uh, on the ground, boots on the ground work, we need I need to see it with my own eyes. I want to mm-hmm. see more rallies led by people that are speaking about God and country and constitution more right. often. We need we need a social revolution to take back our country. Yeah, we um, we had a great event uh, in in Mesquite, Texas, the Reckoning Fest, and you know uh, the January six uh, Patriots were certainly uh, one of the major issues that were discussed, and certainly a lot of support there from the people that were there. But we're seeing it from the grassroots. We're not seeing it, unfortunately, from a lot of folks uh, in the media, in the Republican Party. We've got a few heroes, you know, your Marjorie Taylor Greens, your Matt Gates, uh, you know, Louis Gohmert, people like that, but uh, not enough. Uh, it, it should be something that uh, every Republican in Congress should be talking about and a good number of Democrats, and, you know, they're intimidated. A lot of them are just fearful of of uh, taking on the establishment and taking on the, you know, FBI, and, and they just uh, remain quiet. Uh, they don't want to be vilified by uh, CNN. But uh, this is an important. This is an important issue. I mean, we we have people that are being abused, people that are are being treated worse than terrorists uh, in Gitmo, and uh, this is not American. Uh, this cannot uh, be something that we're silent about. So I'm hoping that what happens on September 24th is going to lead to more and more people recognizing what's going on and, and speaking out about it. Yes. Yes, we need historic uh, effort from our politicians, not just photo op people coming in, you know, every few months and checking in on us. We need, you know, hundreds of thousands of people at, at these mm-hmm. events, this press conference and these speaking events and stuff. Um, and we're going to, God will supply. You know, he's got our country um, on its knees right now, but on our knees is where we turn back to him and we restore our relationship with him. And I feel that, that uh, through January 6th, so many people families and people have been awoken to the truth of um, of God's word and of our really perilous situation in our country. And this is a, a, like a, a wake-up factor. I mean, if you mm-hmm. don't get woken up by January 6th and the treatment of good, strong family men and women, American people being raided by the FBI and persecuted and stuff, there's not really much that's going to you know, rouse you out right. of your sleep. If this doesn't do it, I'm sorry for you, friend. You know, you are controlled. Uh, you're you're living in cognitive dissonance. So this mm-hmm. event was necessary, um, a necessary uh, suffering to uh, bring about a greater change and a greater good for our country. And as mm-hmm. long as you look at it from that point of view and out of that lens, you'll never mm-hmm. be won over by hopelessness or by, um, you know, just disgust and say, oh, we're too far gone. It's too toxic. Mm-hmm. We're too, you know, 
It's too tyrannical. They've got the system set up. We can never look at our situation like that um, because then we're really giving up the last, the last ounce of thing we have, which is our, our, our outlook on our worldview. I mean, one thing I know from being a political prisoner, they can take everything from you. But uh, as um, I think Viktor Frankl says in his, uh, his book on the Holocaust, they can never take away your ability to react how do you want to react with hope from your situation. They'll never take away that from you. And if we choose to react with hope in our hearts through this, mm -hmm. um, this trying time in our country, we're really going to see amazing things happen because we're putting our faith in God. God, you're going to deliver mm -hmm. us. We have hope. It's not, it's not over. So there's still overtime. We've still got another chance to score a couple, put a couple more points up on the board. Right. Uh, September 24th is going to be a major, mm -hmm. major home run rally for, for the patriots of this country. And so I thank you from the bottom of my heart, Jeff, for showing your fidelity to the Constitution, to brave mm -hmm. men and women who died that day, Ashley Babbitt, mm -hmm. Roseanne Boylan, Benjamin right. Phillips, Kevin Greeson, the four unarmed American citizens that died at the hands of our own uh, Capitol Police officers. Um, they're supposed right. to be protecting us and protecting our Constitution. They swore an oath to that. So you're showing up uh, September 24th to, to be the voice for the voiceless, the men and right. women who have been um, persecuted in this country. So thank you from from the from a political prisoner's heart yeah. to uh, a brave man who's coming to help us out. Thank you. My pleasure. And uh, I'm just uh, proud to know you and uh, the others who I've met and uh, very pleased to be part of uh, trying to support uh, your fair treatment and uh, to try to end this uh, double standard that's going on in our country and try to preserve this country for uh, my kids and grandkids. And we got a lot of work to do, but as you say, and you're so right, it's not over. And, of course, we need to put our faith in God who has protected our country from the very beginning. We need to turn back to him in prayer to try to uh, get us through this very, very uh, tumultuous period but with faith, we can do it, and with action, he's given us free will to act, and that's what we're going to do by uh, joining together and uh, supporting you and the other political prisoners on September 24th. Yes, sir. Jeff, you're fearless. God bless you. Everybody, go check out Real America's Voice, a ringside politics show. It is a knockout, no pun intended. <laughs> Jeff is constantly bringing on amazing guests and telling the truth every single day. I mean, he is, he is in the fight, and he fights the good fight. So go support him, and go to j6solid.com to check out all the uh, details for the event on September 24th. We'll see you there. No excuses. Get on over there to listen to Jeff uh, knock out the crowd with another one of his amazing uh, speeches. So thank you, Jeff. God bless you, brother. Thank you, Jay. Take care, my friend. Bye-bye.